After finding the remains of 215 children at the former Kamloops Indian Residential School, Touchline Thoughts would like to take a few moments to acknowledge the land we are on. We pass on our deepest respect and love to the lost children and their families, as well as the Indigenous, First Nations, Inuit, and Métis peoples who through the history of Canada have undeservingly lost their lands and lost their voices in our country. As we record this podcast, guests and ourselves reside in three major cities in Ontario. We acknowledge each one of them now. We would like to acknowledge the land on which we gather and which the region of Peel operates is part of the treaty lands and territory of the Mississaugas of the Credit. For thousands of years, Indigenous peoples inhabited and cared for this land. In particular, we acknowledge the territory of the Anishinaabek, the Huron-Wendat, Haudenosaunee, the Ojibwe, Chippewa peoples, the land that is home to the Métis, and most recently, the territory of the Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation, who are direct descendants of the Mississaugas of the Credit. We are grateful to have the opportunity to work on this land, and by doing so, give our respect to its first inhabitants. We acknowledge the land on which the City of Toronto resides as a traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabek, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat people, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis peoples. We also acknowledge that Toronto is covered by the Treaty 13 with the Mississaugas of the Credit. In Ottawa, we acknowledge that we are standing on unceded Algonquin, Anishinaabek territory. They are the past and present caretakers of the waterways and the land that we call Ottawa. We are grateful to have the opportunity to be present in this territory. Now, over to your new Touchline Thoughts episode. Welcome back to Touchline Thoughts, powered by the Garage Door Sports Network. We are currently sponsored by J&J Creations. Are you looking to get a gift, a piece of clothing, and or other customized items? Check out J&J on Instagram to place an order and speak with their design team. They ship across Canada and can provide pickup options. Shipping costs are subjected to Canada Post. J&J Creations, where you can customize anything you want. Every time you do that, I can't have a laugh because of the... <laughs> I'm like, I'll purposely try not to say like itemized customs or something, but... Itemized items. Itemized items? <laughs> I don't know what I said last time, but I said it right this time, so... Well, we got some Champions League and some UEFA League on the schedule for today, um, and we will catch you right after this. Well, we have a guest today. We haven't had one in quite some time, um, but y'all know him as our resident German Bundesliga expert, although we're not talking much Bundesliga today. Uh, Matt Fodi, how are you? And welcome back. We have missed you. How you doing? It's good to see you guys, uh, albeit virtually, but uh, yeah, it's good. I'm excited to get into it and uh, really looking forward to talking uh, some UCL, UEL this evening. For sure. Um, totally just said UEFA League. 
Yeah, it's okay. We, we let you, 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 you correct me. I don't know. We were well. To be fair, I've made my mistakes with the itemized items and whatnot. I, okay, so. we're one for one. It's we're fine. One we're gonna one. actually make our own league as part yeah. of FIFA. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna create a brand new league. We're gonna take the fifteenth best team in every single league. That's who we got. Okay. Okay. Brilliant. Uh, so. Anyway, just some housekeeping things. A big, big congratulations to Matt and his and his fiance as they are now oh, officially yes. engaged. Thank so, you, thank you. No problem. You can tell tell Giselle that I, I put it out there, but uh, congratulations, congratulations to both of you. Really appreciate that. Absolutely. All right, let's get right into today's starting 11. Um, we will do the UEFA League <laughs> that Paige wow. was alluding to. No, no. Um, Let's talk Europa because we want to. We're going to power through that and then get to a couple of other fun items today. Um, the draw came out. Anything that that stood out to you here, here, Matt? What did you What did you make of it? Uh, I mean, as a Dortmund fan, of course, we're going to end up having uh, Rangers and Dortmund, which on on paper is actually not too bad. It, it should be fun. Of course, the obvious being Barcelona joining the likes of Celtic uh this should be it should be an entertaining list um I didn't exactly see every other draw but uh we're gonna end up having you know the likes of Napoli Frankfurt Lazio uh Braga Leverkusen Betis Mm. West Ham it there's some pretty good teams in there and it seems like it's gonna actually be an entertaining tournament this year yeah, like it doesn't seem like it's a bunch of nobodies. We're looking at honestly a Napoli Barcelona matchup doesn't sound bad at all. So uh Paige, what did you make of the Europa League? UEFA Europa League. Oh, thank you. Um no, I agree with what Matt said. I think it's gonna be or and what you said that I think it's actually gonna be a decent um tournament. Um yeah, I I not anything shocking i don't think there's a certain matchup i'm actually looking forward to but mm-hmm. um i mean the first ones are always get the first ones out of the way anyways yeah. what do you make of porto lazio that's my only i mean for me i mean i i'm not too sure about lazio i haven't necessarily bought into um you know sorry being there and the whole sorry ball happening um they haven't done very well and they haven't been very convincing especially in Syria and you know in Europe uh uh, so yeah I I I think Porto should actually come away with that Mm -hmm. uh it could on paper be a very exciting two-legged affair but between the two of them I don't see Lazio progressing enough to say that they are better than Porto right now Mm. and this coming from a guy who is a Benfica fan as well yeah uh admitting that don't quote me on that okay <laughs> <laughs> um I, matt i think you're right i mean sorry ball hasn't worked out they look different than what they did with inzaghi last season um i i don't think he i don't think sorry is used to having uh, not a lot of weapons i mean at napoli he had gonzalo Egoin, that was his standout player but you know in lazio he doesn't really have someone that's gonna put the team on their shoulders and kind of run with it but yeah no porto also hasn't impressed in Europe this season, nor have they in their own league. I think Benfica and and Sporting have been a little bit better than 
quarter this year. But if you're looking for a player to keep an eye out for, I would say um, Porto's Luis Diaz. The Colombian had a hell of a Copa America last summer, arguably one of the best players in the entire tournament, um, not named Neymar or Messi or company. Uh, so if you're looking for somebody, big clubs are always looking to, to put some players. This is a good guy, good player. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Luis Diaz is really, really good. He was really special in the Champions League and unfortunate not to progress at Porto. Mm -hmm. I think uh, for teams who are looking for an option to kind of continue in the Champions League or push their way up the table, definitely a really good option, especially with that, uh, the ability that he has dribbled down on the wing. Mm -hmm. I think uh, hopefully he gets a big move in the, in the winter window, but Winter window transfers don't usually seem to happen as excitingly as we might hope. No. And he's definitely not worth a hundred million. So I don't know who's going to, I don't think Atletico Madrid's going to make another splash and pick a player from the Portuguese league, but Hey, who knows? Um, a couple of other playoff matchups, uh, Sheriff and Braga Sheriff. If you remember beat Real Madrid. Yes. Yes. We remember that. Yes, we do. Um, uh, Matt mentioned Braga, uh, sorry, Rangers and Dortmund. Uh, Zenit St. Petersburg versus Real Betis. Betis, um, they're my final thoughts, so I will save that for then. But they are um, they're having a good, good year in La Liga. Uh, aforementioned Barcelona-Napoli. I mean, on paper, that looks like a great matchup, but are they teams that are trending in opposite directions? That's a massive question to ask. Uh, we mentioned Porto Lazio, but Leipzig and Real Sociedad, another good team in the, in the La Liga in Sociedad doing well. Um, Leipzig, not so much to the point where Paige and I, we, we talked about this last time, you know, firing your coach four months and going, this isn't working. So I'm curious to see how they, how they approach Europe or do they just focus on Bundesliga and try and get a top four finish? Um, Matt, I know you're more of our Bundesliga guy. What do you make of, what have you made of Leipzig so far? If, um, if anything, Leipzig definitely have a real, a lot of really good pieces. Um, you know, they've got Silva, they've got Soboslai. You know, Forsberg's been there for a long time. I'm a fan of Poulsen. They have a lot of good pieces. They just need a certain system that works. And we've seen them work, um, you know, in the past. And they've gotten to this point where they're in the Champions League after only being a, a club for oh so many years. So, yeah, are they going to challenge? Probably not, especially not with, um, I think, Tedesco came in. I'm not a big fan of Tedesco. We've talked about him before. He's not. But uh, they're... In a team in transition, are they probably going to progress against a very good Sociedad team? No, but <laughs> no. We think their focus, their focus should be in the German league to ensure that they're Great. continuing to make their Champions League money for next year. Right. Um, the other two matchups, uh, Atalanta and Olympiacos. Atalanta had a had a good little tournament. Uh, disappointed not to see them progress in the Champions League because I think we're all Gasparini fans here on here on this show. Um, and then the final matchup is Sevilla uh, versus Dinamo Zagreb. So some very, very good matchups with, uh, I believe, the round of 16. Um, you know, Frankfurt, like you've mentioned, Galatasaray, Lyon, Monaco, Spartak Moscow, and West Ham being a couple of the bigger names. So um, should be fun, should be exciting. Um, very curious to see the direction of Barcelona under Xavi in a more in a, in a less pressure pressure situation because it's going to be interesting to see. Um, should we move on to the other major tournament? The other Europa <laughs> tournament. <laughs> um, so, what do you guys make of the draw? The um, which one? The real? The first one or the second one? Oh, okay. 
The big boo-boo. Yeah. <laughs> When's the third one happening? I need to know. I need to set my clock. Um, so complete side note, we like to do this here. Um, we had our team meeting today and our manager goes, oh, like, are we going to read? Because we're doing family feud virtual holiday on Friday. He's like, oh, are we going to draw? But then redraw again because we're just as bad as UEFA. And everyone's <laughs> like, nobody knows what we're talking about because there's three of us that talk soccer. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's UEFA. Mm-hmm. So that's a little story. It, it probably wasn't funny, but it was funny in my head. So I shared. It was funny. If you understand football, it's funny. Yeah. But um, so on that note, sorry. What, what do you make of the draw? How does that mistake, how does that error happen? Stupidity. I'm going to assume someone didn't do their homework. Because who, well, the first thing was United got drawn with Villarreal, no? Yeah. <laughs> the guy goes, oops, that shouldn't be there. <laughs> well, yeah, clearly. Um, did you watch did any of you guys watch the draw or just no i just saw the snippets of the mistake because that's what everyone was saying plus the fact that uh united were not included in atletico madrid's pot which okay like what do you mean they're not like i thought i thought this is an extensive process uefa has a stick up their ass most of the time hello get it right i don't know pretty embarrassing but so after the redraw is there any um matchups that you're particularly excited about matt um of course the obvious psg real madrid for me is probably the most exciting game Mm -hmm. um for the most part i wasn't too jazzed about the rest of them aren't too too exciting like you'd expect uh chelsea to beat a club like Lille, Bayern munich over salzburg um you know city over sporting so some of the minnows are gonna get you know probably knocked out early on in this mm-hmm. um but psg and real madrid i've been really impressed with real madrid this season um ancelotti seems to have done a good job of steadying the ship he's really got benzema firing as well as vinicius so this is a make or break moment for psg if they're gonna kind of continue on and be this big club who are attracting really great players because French league isn't necessarily as an attractive league as it once was. So if they're meaning to kind of continue on and push off from this point, uh, they really need to to win this. No, I agree. I mean, I saw PSG play live a couple of weeks ago and which was fun, but um, they definitely don't look as sharp as they have in the past. So I agree with you there. Um, what about you, Irfan? Any um, matchup that you're particularly excited about for sure but i want to ask you that psg question first sure. why didn't they look sharp if something's, you were to... off. something's not connecting i don't yeah. know like obviously you have your big time players you've got mbappe you have neymar you have messi there but is it too much ego in the team is it too many superstars i don't know something just doesn't connect for me they don't look um like a team they don't look like a unit in my opinion but mm. I mean, they played against Bordeaux and Bordeaux came back. I think the game was 3-2. It was 3-0 going into the half. So, you know, you're dropping goals at the end of the game. It's not a great look when you have all, when you've thrown all that money into the team, you know what I mean? And and Bordeaux doesn't necessarily have the um, same caliber players, same superstars. I mean, given they, they do have very good players and they're definitely more of a team that has to grind through, but you know, 
Right. PSG. Well, like, so at what point does PSG finally realize that you can't throw money to solve a problem? I mean, the world works with the capitalistic approach. Yes, I agree. But at what point do you do you say to yourself that maybe you don't need a Ramos as your top defender? Maybe you can go out and get an Antonio Rudiger instead who will do the exact same thing well, for I you. I think that's the problem is they're not looking to invest into maybe young, not young players, because, I mean, Mbappe is a young player, but... But they've lost most of their young players to to other things. Like, they well, didn't go re-sign saying. Moises Keane when... He, I know he's on loan, but why not go get him? Young guy, right? Well, I don't think they're interested in that. I think they want results, and they want results now, and they think they're going to get that by, like you said, throwing money at players, just buying big players, yeah. and hoping that if you have the best 11 in the world on the field, that something's going to happen. But that's not yeah. always how it works, right? I mean, we've seen that. We... It was the same thing with France going into the Euro, you know, on paper. I've said, I've said this a million times on paper, best team. Yeah. Get out there. It's like. Ah. Switzerland makes you look like a minnow, essentially, exactly. is what happened. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. Switzerland's a big country, you know. Yeah, but I meant like player wise comparatively to. <laughs> Thanks for catching me like that. I'm sorry for Switzerland. Geography listening. wise, it's a very big country. Oh, very big country. Very beautiful country. The peacemakers is what we call them, right? <laughs> Um, in terms of matchup, I think there's a lot of wonderful matchups. I think um, that United don't Madrid. Say don't United. say it. Don't even think about it. I know uh, where you want to go. Uh, I know inter- where you want to go with this, but you're not allowed to say it. Inter and Liverpool is going to be fun. I want to see what happens in Anfield, especially with no away goals rule. Everything is on a on a even playing field. Um, Matt, what do you make about that rule, actually? The uh, the home and away goals yeah yeah no longer a thing um yeah i i I, i'm not for one way or another i mean i'm fine with it i'm fine without it uh i just think the having to flip-flop back and forth between having this rule or that rule is a bit egregious they need to just settle on this is what it is and that's the format uh before they kind of start to fudge with the rules of the game too much Mm. I will say it hurt my team against Wolfsburg, so we would have been through. But And I was telling you from the get-go, just leave it. Just what's wrong with it? It's worked for years. Just let it go. If you can't score away from home or you can't play a tight defensive game at home, I'm sorry. Maybe you shouldn't be in the Champions League, and that is my mm-hmm. tough love act for whoever complained about it. Sorry, um, back to your opponent. That's okay. I think I think the biggest question mark going into this is that Villarreal Juventus game. Uh, two teams not doing well in their respective leagues. I, I'm I'm curious to see how Allegri plays in the Champions League, and they've been very good. Like aside from that tight Chelsea game, I thought they were, or the Chelsea loss. I should say sorry. Uh, they've been very good in Europe. So my question is, can that maybe does that translate into a better Champions League versus a domestic league comparison Villarreal sitting mid table um you know winning the Europa League last year and kind of not really looking great but again United Army decided to take a 13th place or 12th place team over a 20th place team so hey you know seven points up go um so <laughs> so I mean that will be an interesting matchup um I you know a lot of us are probably going to be dismissive of RB Salzburg but they've had a very good very good group stage uh, in possession, they've been one of the best teams. So I'm curious to see how Bayern will, will Bayern sit back? I know they've played each other before. Will Bayern sit back and let them play or will they dominate the game? Probably the latter there. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing Ajax play. I will say that. So I didn't say my team. 
It's fine. I know I'm how sorry. hard it's been for you. You're uh, allowed, okay. I'll allow you to do it now. Go ahead. Um, I really wanted United to play PSG. I was so happy with the first draw. I'm like, get your asses handed to you. Move on. And let's just hit a nice reset. But now we have to play Atletico and it's going to be the worst game ever because both teams suck. <laughs> I actually, I think you're wrong. If, oh, okay. If United have time under yeah. Ragnick yeah. and they get their players back and healthy, mm-hmm. they actually stand a chance at this. I will never, ever bet against a team that is <laughs> built around Ronaldo and ensuring that you know, this as long as this back line gets their, you know, sorted oh out, they can actually have an opportunity to do well. Um, so if they end up getting some sort of um, confidence back in them, I think they can do well. And still want a PSG because I want it to be like Ronaldo actually presses. Look at Messi. Just walking through the pitch. There was um, a couple around years, not defending. Well, there was a couple years ago. Um, I think it was Sepp Blatter who compared um, Ronaldo and Messi and was like, you know, Messi's the guy who's flowery. You want him to date your daughter because he's just wonderful. And then there's Ronaldo like this. And I was like, well, actually, though, one works hard. The other one just walks around. So I guess it's accurate. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, Paige, what about you? What matchup are you looking for? We kind of touched on all of them. Um, I'm kind of interested in the Juve v Real game. Um, similar to what you were saying about it. Um, I think it's kind of up for grabs. Um, obviously, always United. <laughs> They're my team to that. We're but gonna be complaining the whole time, but yes, the entire time I'm gonna be texting Earth on like, are they gonna put Jones in? And if they do. <laughs> Well, the other day when um oh my gosh who got injured Lindelof yeah and they're going through the the roster to see who they could put in as a center back we're like don't put Jones in don't put Jones in. well the commentator's like well there's Eric Bailly and Phil Jones on the bench yeah I wonder who they pick well <laughs> not Jones not Jones um I think Liverpool could be an interesting matchup too Liverpool Inter um I think that'll be interesting I think I agree that the Chelsea Lille game is just it should be a blowout for Chelsea, but um, I mean Jonathan David's going to score. Sure, he's going to have a he's going to have a goal or two. I don't care too much about the Man City Sporting game. Um, yeah, I mean, always United. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But. Out of out of a curiosity, though, um, what do we think of Ajax going into this? Ajax is actually one of the best teams you know, in the group stage. Do we think that there could be another run? And I say that again, my Benfica should not be where they are at. Again, we managed to somehow scrape by beyond a Barcelona, forcing them into we're a okay dark, with dark this. time. We're okay but with this. I'm happy with this, but do I think I'm going to end up coming away with a win against Ajax if Dortmund couldn't do it? No. I don't think so. Ajax looks super strong this year. Um I I mean, it would be interesting. It would be an upset. But for me, Ajax is going to win that. What about you, Arafan? I feel like it's going to be like a 3-1, 3-2 sort of aggregate at the end of the day, which a lot of people are like, well, that doesn't actually reflect anything Ajax has done. I feel like Benfica is going to be like, 
all right, play in your own half. Let's see what happens because they're just going to tighten up defensively and they, and they need to and play on the counter. I mean, maybe not that counter-attacking play where they could have buried Barcelona in match week five, but I, I say play, play Ajax on the counter. Let them try and find space because there's something that I have a massive question mark is can they, um, for teams that are you know better defensively, can they find the holes? Can they find the gaps? Can they, can they stretch the play? And if they can their coach will not be their coach next season because he's going to move on because if he can do that, there's some big teams that are going to go after him. Who do you I think mean, would be? Group, so. Well, I think if no losses, no losses, like aside from, uh, I think Bayern and Liverpool being the other yeah. undefeated, that's pretty, pretty good company. And we know how good IX is historically in European championships. So, um, yeah, Matt, to answer your question, it's going to be a good time, but I think it's going to be closer than a lot of people think it will be. Out of out of a curiosity, do we do we have a favorite this year? Is there a team that we think is hands down favorite to win? Or who did we say earlier in the season? <laughs> I forgot. I don't know, but uh, for me, no. Yeah. I think it's completely up for grabs. I don't think. I mean. Oh, I remember what I said. Yeah, okay. Sorry. City? I said, no, I said Bayern, I think. Oh, you said Bayern? Yeah. I don't know. With how the seasons are going this year, I don't really have a favorite mm. that I think is going to win it, you know, like, oh, absolutely, they're winning it. No, I don't think so. I think it could be pretty much up for grabs. Mm. I don't know about you guys, but. I think there's five teams, realistically. Yeah, that could probably win this now just because of how everything's played out. And yes, Bayern's up there, Liverpool's up there, City's up there. I think Chelsea gets a massive yeah. nod. Um, and I think if Real Madrid beats PSG, I think Real Madrid becomes the fifth team that, that probably can win this. And if PSG wins, you go, all right, hopefully you don't get City next. <laughs> if PSG wins, I don't think they're... Uh, I still don't think they're a favorite. I, until I see them in the final lifting a cup, I don't think they're yeah. the favorites. What about uh, you, Matt? I'm going to have to go with Liverpool. I having watched them over the last little while. I'm just, I love Klopp. I love the way he plays whenever a Jurgen Klopp team is functioning and functioning well, they are scoring like there is no tomorrow. And for them with a great back line, if you look at a team that is the most balanced across the pitch, when they have all their players healthy, it's Liverpool. They have the front line. They have a back line. They have a great midfield. And they have James Milner. So what more could you want? You know, you're, they're going to do it. Thomas Milner. It's all over. Thomas Milner. Just made him <laughs> nice. All right. We'll take it. Um, any, any final thoughts um, on either the Europa League or the Champions League for either of you two? Uh, no, nothing for me. I'm excited. Um, I think it should be a... Good round of games. Um, go United. My last note is I'm hoping for some upsets. I, I agree with that earlier. I think Real and Juve could be a fun one. I'm going to keep my eyes on that one. Please do. Uh, we're going to head into a break. When we come back, uh, FIFA X Pro came out with their top 11. Dun, dun, dun. Horrible shit. All right, we'll come back after talk about it. 
What up, guys? It's your host, Nick McVicker. And if you are looking for a weekly sports podcast to fill your sports needs, you've come to the right place. Garage Door Sports, hosted by myself, Kyle Vardy, and Irfan Manji, brings you all the up-to-date news, notes, and opinions on everything in the sporting world. If you like good conversation, good friends, and a lot of jokes being thrown around, you've come to the right place. Don't forget to check us out on all your favorite streaming sites, and we will make sure we bring you content every Saturday right here on Garage Door Sports. All right, we're back from our quick little break. Um, so as Irfan said before, FIFA Pro came out with their best 11, which I don't agree with, but yeah, that's how I feel about it. I Okay, can one of you guys explain to me how voting works? Like, how do they vote? Um, I think it was fans and players that voted from what I'm understanding. Okay. Okay. That oh, yeah. A- Here's how voting works. While I tap on that, why don't you guys? Um... I mean, Matt, I mean, did you see the 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 pro the best eleven? I mean, I would go ahead again and say it's another popularity contest. <laughs> I mean, as I've seen on it, there seems to be a curious lack of Mo Salah, and mm-hmm. the fact that he's not there is a bit shocking, as if he again couldn't have a great season and then not make it it seems to be the you're always going to have the two three up and coming you know great strikers and then you've got your your regulars who haven't changed in five years and it's just not that exciting Some well, I'll be honest, I'm sick of seeing, i don't think Messi should have been there this year i i also don't think he should have won the bon dior but that's <clears> it's <throat> a french competition though you're rem- you're forgetting that it's a, a French yeah. competition, so and he's playing he just football. arrives in France. Well, hey, let's let's keep him happy while he's here, huh? True, uh, true. So to answer your question, Paige, uh, yeah. FIFA Pro asks or FIFA Pro, sorry, asks professional footballers worldwide to select the best players in the game to create the team with the eleven most outstanding male and female players. Okay. Uh, so each player is given a chance to vote. So it's voted in by the players. Okay, interesting. Y'all, what the hell are y'all smoking? But again, if like 90% vote for one person. Is um, there any good surprises in there for you guys? No. No, I think I think the the glaring misses is it just overshadows any any good. Yes, all right, you know, getting Martha, uh, Paige's favorite player of all time, greatest of all time. Yes, it's wonderful to see her, but the last three years haven't been the I best agree. for her, right? Um, <clears throat> you look at a lot of the biases with Barcelona players. You know, Sergio Busquets being on this list, for example. Um, uh, David David Alaba Alba sorry the left back um, being in it Leo being in that like Barcelona was not good sure you have great players but like why isn't Jordan Henderson I know like it's just a soft thing but Jordan Henderson's a hell of a player um, and he he was influential last year when arguably Liverpool was in shambles right so why not that if you're gonna put a, a mediocre player or you know what why not Rodri instead of Sergio Busquets there's a lot of these question marks next to a lot of the players I mean. Paige, we talked about this uh, off air, but like Leek Mertens is not mm-hmm. one of the top players. Uh, Jenny Hermoso is not. Um, 
and, and they were the winning side last year, like basically one loss all year or something like that. Like it was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so the women's Barcelona team are fantastic. The men are a completely different story. So I don't understand it. Even, even Panos not getting a shout for keepers. And I know keepers are difficult. We always say this, but like, I, I, uh, what are you guys watching? Are we watching the same thing? Like, maybe have fan votes too, because uh, never mind. Never, don't, don't, never mind. Don't do that because it's going to look the same. 100%. <laughs> it's going to look, you're going to have retired players in there if the fans can. Vote. I will vote for Ronaldinho if that's what you're saying. <laughs> yes. Um, but like, you have Frankie de Jong who didn't have a good year last year. Like, I'm going through this and, um, some names that you don't hear about a lot, uh, you know, Barbara Benassi, you don't hear about her very much. Like mm-hmm. uh, Me- Megan Rapino. Um, oh, don't even get me started on the women's side. Uh, you look, you know what? Let's get to the women's side. Cause I think we're both very flustered with this. Matt bear with us. Cause we're, we're pretty vocal about this, but Wendy Renard and uh, Kedisha Buchanan. Yes. Buchanan is Canadian, but are you serious? Leon were Kedisha, not good Kedisha, at guess, all. Wendy Renard. Um, she hasn't played a lot this season. She's been injured quite a bit. Um, she hasn't. Just been she's freaking tall. God damn. She just for me. Um, it, it's a like Matt said, popularity contest. I think she's only voted in there. Where's Vanessa? Like, yeah. Olympic where's Van? Champion. Where's where's you know what? Like Jesse Fleming should get a shout here. You know, uh, but even, was Ashley Lawrence? No, nope, Kirby's not in the list. Not at all. Like. <laughs> I, uh, Fran Kirby not being there is a bit silly too. It it would be better off if they were just going to do something like this, and if they were going to say, "Here's the best, you know, eleven players who retired, you know, in the last year or something." Yeah. You know these these lists just seem very arbitrary, and are just another contest the for players to show up for. for the players. That to me, it's there's some sort of fidgeting. No. I don't know. I like Megan Rapino barely played yeah. this year. Like, if you're gonna put an American on there, I wrote two names down. Ready? Mal Pug and Trinity Rodman had fantastic years in the NWSL. You're telling me that Megan Rapino was better than them? Freaking Tobin, Tobin Heath, and Christian Press were better than. Uh, okay, I understand Carly though getting it because she's retiring and whatnot. But still, like, you want an American player? There's like seven other players better than them. Like Julie Ertz not being healthy. Like, how much did that affect her team throughout the season? And she comes back, and you're like, oh, fuck. Now, now we're screwed because she's back. Yeah. So but Even, like, for me, Lucy Bronze has been out most of the season, too. She was injured. Um, well, last season, she was there, which helped yeah. City. I think the start of the season, she's been injured. But you can see how much of an impact not sure. having Lucy Bronze is. You take Wendy Renard out of that back line for Lyon, they look more mobile. Mm-hmm. 100%. So, I mean, a lot of the, like, American names in there, I think it's just because they're big names. I don't think they've had great seasons. Um, obviously, they're, like, I mean, Morgan, I don't even think was in the last national team stuff. Not the most recent, but prior. Um, well, she hasn't played a full 90 minutes in quite some time. I mean, yeah. I, and, I mean, kudos to her for having a baby and coming back to it, but. Yes, we love you. Uh, You're my favorite player. <laughs> but to be in the best list I, I this year no maybe next year maybe the past years yes but this season for me no no, no. It, it just blows my mind that there's other fantastic players around the league that like when was this vote taken 
like February of last year? Because sure, I can understand that, <laughs> but not at the end of the year. Right. Um, Matt, any surprises on the women's side for you? I mean, it's more about the emissions, as we've mentioned. Uh, I mean, for me, like I've said, Fran Kirby is probably one of my favorite female players, and I'm shocked that she's not here. It, whether this is maybe out of date because of you know things going on in the world possibly but you know if you're gonna end up voting for the best players in the world you know especially in something like this when you've got a whole club it's like why aren't we just picking every single Barcelona player because they didn't barely lost a single club game you know it just yeah uh, I'm, I, at some point I wonder if these you know even get through to the players or they just ask arbitrarily was in passing, who's your favorite player? Who's your favorite goalkeeper? Who's, mm-hmm. who's the best forward? And they're like, like someone just clicked, click, clicked and didn't pay attention yeah. to what they clicked at. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, my apologies. I said, David Alba, it's Jordi Alba. David Alba is a player. I think that plays in the Hitafe system or is a former. No, but none of us caught it. So you're so, fine. No, I, I have a player named David Alba in my career manager mode, and that's why I'm like, hey, I don't get it. Um, I was going to say it's your it's your FIFA uh, creative <laughs> pro right there. No, there's an actual player named David Alba. He's a defender. Um, I believe in the Hitafe system. Um, anyway, uh, but also it was like three years after I started. I don't know, all right, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else on the FIFA pro, folks? No. Let's get uh, it right next year. My note is uh, fix it or get rid of it. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Well, I think at the end of the day, even if they were like, well, who's the best player in the world? Even that was a, a massive issue between Messi, Lewandowski, and whoever else is third. Yeah, don't get me started with the, with the robbery there. Yeah. Well, we haven't heard your thoughts on it. Let's get you started. What do you make How of- many... How many goals does a man have to score to win a shiny round soccer ball? I just, I wonder how many more times does number? he have Give to score? <laughs> I don't know. Is it, is it a, you know, 50, 60 in a calendar year, 70? I, I just, over the last two calendar years, I challenge you to find a player who's been in better form more consistently than Lewandowski and not to win it in a year that they decided just not to do it and then not to win it this year when Messi played for a lackluster Barcelona. It just, it furthers the, you know, who, who comes up with this, who is in charge of voting, who is the person behind that. I That bladder apparently, because he loves Leo Messi. But what is, what does Messi get out of that? Right? Like he just kind of goes, yay, another one. Like, no, he puts it in his pocket at this point. Well, puts it in his pocket and, and argues that he's the best player of all time. I mean, we yeah, didn't I need... agree with you. Lewandowski should have won it for me, too. I think I said that at the beginning of the... Now, what, 64 goals in the calendar year and counting? He actually yeah. has a chance. I think right now, I thought he's at, six, he's at 68 right now. Okay. If he scores two more, he is the all-time leader for most calendar year goals at any player. But not good enough to win the tiny soccer ball no no of course not stupid oh stupid we want to be able to vote let touchline thoughts make the decision let us make the decision 
got a pro soccer player on our team. You got me who thinks he knows what he's talking about. And you got <laughs> you got guests that come on and also have opinions. Let us do it. Imagine Haley allowing being allowed to vote. Oh, I would love that. Minima would win everything, though. Yes, any Arsenal player would win everything, and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. With her justification, yes. Well, yeah, I mean... Oh, side note, um, mm. Iguero retiring. Yeah. That was very sad for me today. Very sad. I'm, I'm not a City fan or particularly, like, specifically an Aguero fan, but the one of those goals that always remind me of why I got into watching the sport, um, you know, that QPR goal that he scored. I, I will always, like, uh, borderline just have hair raised off my arms just you know it's just so sad to see him go like that not out on his own terms yeah it's always sad and I think with the the stuff that happened in the euro this year they're being extra cautious about heart Mm. conditions so obviously it's for good good things but that Mm. you never want to be out because of medical reasons so so question for you both because uh Lindelof also had uh, a bit of a heart yeah. scare um we have erickson now we have aguero um you know retiring and a couple of players have actually collapsed in the past do you think the common player now is too hard on their body or are being asked to do too much to their body to be playing at a high level of a uh, footy i'll leave that for you first page um i mean it could be but athletes in general no matter the sport you're going to push to your limits right so whether you're a hockey player, whether you're a sprinter, whatever that may be, you're still pushing to your limits. I think it's come more to light in this year because of the situation in the Euro. So I think now maybe they're doing more testing or they might be taking it uh, not more seriously, but if it's a concern, it's going to be dealt with mm-hmm. a little bit differently. Um, I don't think it would. it's because you're pushing your body and you just can't handle it. I think there's probably some underlying stuff that may have been missed Mm. or, you know, you develop these murmurs and and things like that over time. And, you know, you've been playing since you're four years old and it could be because of constant stress on the body. It could just be you're getting older and you develop these things. And because you're a professional athlete, they notice it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I would, I would say that, uh, at least I'm I'm happy that, you know, for example, both Erickson and Aguero, these are things that are happening when they have access to, you know, great medical teams and hospitals and all that around, um, you know, but it, I, I beg to, to wonder if, you know, there are too many games being played. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, we're, you're going to have to play a home and away game between your leagues all the time and you're in Europe and stuff, but it seems to be they're adding on. UEFA is wanting to add on, you know, FIFA wants to add on more and more games at all times. And, you know, it, it, it takes away from some of the luster of some of the games where you're like, oh, you know, you've got England having to play Albania for this cup I've never heard of. Like, Mm-hmm. Is it that exciting? No, because you know they're going to blow them out and they, they should be blowing them out. Um, I, I, I'm starting to worry that there are too many games being played for these players. And yeah, it can give them the chance to bring on, you know, these some of these clubs to bring on, uh, you know, new young players. But um, when we're they're in a very results-driven business, 
Um, it's a problem. I, I, I worry that, you know, they're getting too far away from what it is that means to be a, a footballer and the attraction of winning big important games is starting to go away when they have to play so many at all times. I completely agree with that. And I think you get burnout too. You're going to find players getting injured more often, whether it be these serious heart conditions or just muscle injuries, things like that. You're going to get major burnout. People aren't going to want to play games anymore. They're talking about making the world cup every two years, stupid things like this. Like given you like I agree with you it takes away the the draw to the sport and these exciting games but it also you're gonna blow these players out they're gonna be exhausted you have to give them a break you have to let them enjoy the game Yeah, not every player is gonna play till the 35 36 37 41 I mean we're gonna have players that have you know Danny Drinkwater years where three years of good and then struggling for the rest just to be back at full fitness and I'm not saying that that you know injuries is a story but you know players longevity in the game is going to decrease that's kind of why i asked the the heart scare where you know pressure to win pressure to compete uh different climates different um stressors in life not related to football um you know stress is a major part of life that that will will cause illnesses unfortunately um if they're not maintained so i mean there's just a question i know Paige, you play professionally and for you like you know i want you to be healthy for the rest of your life man um but you know, like, it's just a scare. You worry about that. Like I see when I, when you, when you, when you play, I go, you know, I'm always worried that I don't want to see you get hurt or anything, you know? So. Oh, you're so nice. Look at this. Like during Christmas time, isn't it? Holiday oh. time, Say good stuff for. for you growing 10 sizes. That's wonderful. Irfan um, is giving Paige the chance to not come back on defense right about now. He's saying, <laughs> ah, don't worry about it. It's okay. You stay healthy. Don't worry about defending right now yeah <laughs> you just stay right there you take time like when 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 honest honestly speaking though when you told me you're coming home for a little little breather i'm like good because you need that and i think a lot of players like matt's saying they're playing 12 months in a year mm-hmm. um and they're not getting time with their family like mm-hmm. you know that story with edison cavani wanting to go back home because he wants to be closer to home like how many players are in that boat yeah right i so, agree yeah but anyway, uh, with that note, uh, that does it for today. Uh, final thoughts as we head off. We had a nice little chat today. But Matt, you're a guest. We'll let you start it off. What is your final thought? Yeah, I guess um, as far as some final thoughts, I mean, you and I talked offline a little bit about the F1 situation going on. Um, once again, it's kind of another marring of the rules and what's going on. Who knows? Um, first step in winning for the first time on his f1 championship which is good for him and we're excited to see with that, fresh but... tires might i add the guy yeah. knew he had to change and then you had freaking lewis hamilton almost yeah. literally almost actually win that one lap race but imagine if you had better tires that's sir lewis hamilton to you sir knighted yes he was knighted uh yesterday the other day well, yeah, they knew they made a mistake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he's already getting the victory lap that he didn't yeah. deserve. I didn't know that. I didn't know he was knighted. Very interesting. No, me neither. But uh, yeah, there's apparently a Netflix show related to oh, F1. Formula One, isn't it? Yeah, for F1, right? So yeah, people uh, I've never known that watch F1 were watching F1 this weekend, and I'm like, all right, my timeline is lit. It's live. It's fun. It's interesting, and then 
controversy at at the last minute. It's Drive to Survive. And you. if you've not watched it, recommend. That's my final thought. I'll <laughs> leave people with is go watch Drive to Survive. Awesome. Little plug there. Uh, Paige. No, nothing for me. I think the grassing was my early final thought. Yeah. What about you? Um, two quick ones. Uh, follow at burn underscore it underscore wood burning. It is a friend of mine who who designs wood burning. Uh, so if you're looking for a little gift, um, it's the holidays. Check out our Instagram. Irfan posted something on there today, and there's yeah, stuff. yeah, Super pretty cool, great gift ideas. She is an absolute sweetheart. So um, I'm sure she'll work with you, and uh, she's working on her craft just like uh, everyone at J and J as well. So go go give them a little follow. But um, there was a uh, a little thing that came up on ESPN where Rio Betis, and this is why I said they're my final thought, is they threw thousands of stuffed toys into the pitch at halftime on Monday. And it's an annual tradition to, to provide Christmas gifts for those that are less fortunate or um, that don't get a Christmas gift. So um, I will send it to everybody here in this chat. Um, but it's just everyone's chucking away at uh, a stuffed animal onto the onto the pitch and it looks wonderful and it warmed my heart and I thought I would share with all you wonderful people. Oh, that's super nice. Mm. Nice. I love that. Everybody do that. Go donate. Um, on that note, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and give us a like or leave a rating. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at TouchlineTH. You can follow myself at Culver underscore page and you can follow Irfan at Irfan Manji. Uh, Matt, you're, are you Fody underscore Matt or something like that? I haven't touched Twitter in who knows how long, so uh, well, no follow needed. <laughs> you can you can give him a follow if you want. If you know what, you is in lieu of following me, go do some good for the world. Go donate some of your money for Christmas. Awesome, we love animals. that. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to follow the network at Garage Door Sport on Twitter or Garage Door Sports on Instagram. And it's garagedoorsports.com for articles and stuff. We haven't posted something in a while, but go listen, uh, go read some old stuff and provide some feedback if you'd like. Uh, you can follow J&J Creations on Instagram at JJCR underscore Asian. Um, great little gift baskets happening. So if you need something last minute, I'm sure Janelle can put it together. Um uh yeah they're awesome we're awesome everyone's awesome uh you guys are all awesome yeah thank you guys all for listening and we will catch you next match day cheers